Welcome to the Vacationeers Theme Parks and More podcast. Join us as we discuss vacation planning, reporting, and reviews on vacations ranging from Disney and theme parks to cruising and beach getaways with everything in between. So grab your passport, a fast pass, and an umbrella drink because the show's about to begin. And now, without any further delay, here is your ghost host, Vacationeer Tom. Welcome to episode 169 of the Vacationeers Theme Parks and More podcast. I'm your host, Tom, joining us on my panel of John Self. Welcome back to the podcast, sir. Thanks for having me. You are a noted food blogger, attraction blogger, Orlando blogger, universal blogger. Is there anything else that you do? Uh, <laughs> it's not quite enough. Oh, and a pastor. So, uh, you know, you're not only riding uh, the rides, but uh, saying the prayers for us as we wow. make it through the journey of life. Well, not exactly how that works, but um, I do write and do write in the faith-based world also. This episode is, of course, about Universal Orlando's Mardi Gras international flavors of Carnival, but we could talk about the concert series that happened the weekend prior. The uh, boy, he's cracking under the pressure because he can't remember Rock the Universe. Rock the Universe. We could probably start with that since that's really your bread and butter. You get uh, religion and Theme parks combined. I mean, really, that's you couldn't ask for a better combination of. You mean because I'm one of one of few people on planet qualified to do this. One of one, yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that is correct. But before we get to that, let's talk about the YouTube channel because you know, Vac- Vacationers Podcast. I would very much like if everyone could like and subscribe. That would be glorious. John, I know you've been down here. You've been working hard uh, making articles for, uh, let's see, PiratesAndPrincesses.net. Attractions Magazine, of course, your Twitter feed, Pastor John Self. But have you, by chance, had the opportunity to watch any of the recent or maybe even not-so-recent YouTube well, videos? You know that I have watched some of the not-so-recent videos <laughs> because I needed to learn about the Seven Seas Food Festival, which I'm ah, sure will make a wonderful podcast another time. Yes. And I have seen a few of the other videos. I hear you went to Character Warehouse. I did. I even mentioned your name in the last video. I haven't made it that far in the video. There is a Marvel uh, button-down shirt that, as soon as I saw it, thought, wow, this is John Well, self. if John weren't so out of shape, this would look really good on him. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> uh, well, no. Button-downs, I think, pretty much cover. Like, you don't have to be in shape. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. For those of you scoring at home, I'm in my 50s. Now, yeah, yeah. Now it, yeah, well, yeah. Well, okay. mid-50s. Exactly. <laughs> or more late well, 50s. really, closer to 60. Honestly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm early to uh, late 40s, <laughs> somewhere in between there. But yeah, so uh, well, as far as the YouTube channel goes, we have the Disney's Wear- Character Warehouse for February 2023. I do one every month. Beginning of the month, I go and record. It's the Kissimmee Character Warehouse. That's the Disney outlet. So if you're interested in trying to pick up some uh, pretty good deals for the most part at uh, Disney, I mean, it's authentic Disney garb. It is, you have cast members working this store, so it's like you're in an actual Disney store. You might be overselling it a little bit, but yes. Yes. Uh, unfortunately, because it is a discount store and outlet, none of your discounts are going to apply. Your AP or any other discounts, I'm sorry, you do not get them when you walk into the store because everything's already marked down uh, as much as, I think, 75%. I mean, I've seen some crazy markdowns, so... Uh, you know, come and uh, check that out. Of course, there's a CityWorks Rock and Roll Brunch at Disney Springs with a very special person, John Self. 
I, I, I didn't watch that video. <laughs> well, you were part of it, so you oh, okay. So need I, don't, to. I don't have to yeah. watch it because I was part of it. Okay, well, plus I cut you out of most of it. So okay, good. good. That was that'll help your views. <laughs> so I was cut out of it because I was listening to one one podcast, <laughs> oh, yeah. and I heard that I heard that the YouTube views were not good on the videos that I'm in. Well, and, and, and then my quality is going down, and Joanna suggested I no longer be on the podcast. So well, yeah, so I'm surprised to be invited back. Well, the evening with John Self Part One has more views than Part Two. Yeah, I think that's what her that's reference. Because I get boring. <laughs> you know, if you watch, if you if you listen to those two episodes, I cut those. I, so it was one long recording session, and I cut it at, and I didn't know the exact time, and I cut it. At a uh, you know at a th- time I thought might be comparable to the middle. If you look at the length of each one of those, it is pretty dang close to one. I mean, like within a minute, I believe. So, so in the first impressive. in the first one I'm interesting, and in the second one I'm not very interesting. Well, I mean, it's literally or I'm less interesting. The difference between the two is literally like ten views. I mean, it's completely nominal. Okay. So it's so low, so insignificant that, and those two combined are much higher than the next one down. So. But yeah, you are losing your touch. Okay, <laughs> my bad. Yeah. Uh, next uh, on the list, uh, what else do we have? Oh, I, I read or read. I rode Splash Mountain for the last time. That was uh, fun. I went to Magic Kingdom, mm-hmm. did that, so you could watch me do that. And of course, there's Mardi Gras, which runs Tampa. That was um, that was good. That was interesting. Not as good as presumably what we're talking about tonight, the Mardi Gras Universal. So let's wait and see. House of Blues launch, another uh, video with you, John, that was absolutely delicious. And they had a bottomless mimosa and Bloody Marys, which I uh, thoroughly enjoyed. So, yeah, go to those videos, the YouTube channel. Please like and subscribe. Oh, I greatly appreciate that. I think we're like 522 at the moment. If we can get some momentum going. And, uh, I mean, we re- today we were out and about at Disney Springs. We recorded at least two or three different uh, YouTube channel episodes or I guess vlogs mm-hmm. uh, that I will be releasing and plus some shorts. So yeah, super, super exciting times at Vacationers podcast, YouTube channel. So go and please subscribe today, but enough of that nonsense. We are talking about uh, Mardi Gras <laughs> international flavors of carnival 2023 at universal studios. Are uh, you going to do it? No, <laughs> I, I started down this. St- I guess once you go studios, you, you're screwed, right? You can't. Yeah, you've already messed up. Yeah, no, no, I can't. I can't. Re- I can't. There's no redeeming. Universal Studios Orlando is incorrect, and John will be the first to tell you. So it's Universal Orlando. Although no, no, I guess you can't do it now since there are booths both in IOA and CityWalk. CityWalk. So it's no longer a USF uh, event. Uh, well, but. You can still say sorry for those of you completely bored to death with this podcast at this point. Wow, you can you can <laughs> say that Mardi Gras is based out of Universal Studios Florida. Is there anything at IOA or CityWalk that you can't get at, at USF? Well, as a spoiler alert for this podcast, you know you can because you ordered one of them in CityWalk. Yep. Oh, so that thing I got you mm-hmm. can't get at. Okay, I wasn't sure about that. Okay, so. But USF, or I mean IOA, those are repeats. IOA like, are the hits. Yeah. Okay. So you don't necessarily need to go to IOA to complete to, to have the full right. experience. But CityWalk, yes. I feel at this point, based on how we confuse the audience, I need to do a quick survey here. Please. Um, International flavors of Carnival. It, Universal learned that hey, Epcot can suddenly be a food festival place, and people pay money for that. So let's try it. Yes. We're during COVID, and they have spread out. 
They have a total of 22 food areas spread out among Universal Studios Florida, Islands Adventure, and CityWalk. Most of them are at Universal Studios Florida based on different countries, and we'll kind of make fun of those. Some of those will go along the way. <laughs> Three of them are in CityWalk. This is the first year they've ever had Mardi Gras food tents in CityWalk. And then they have two in the Port of Entry area of Islands of Adventure. Um, they've never had that before, but those are known as the hits. They have gumbo and jambalaya at one of them, and then they have beignets and king cakes in the other one, which you can find in the New York area at Universal Studios Florida. So do you suspect uh, if this is a success, the CityWalk in the IOA, to it, just to keep expanding? I anticipate that CityWalk will expand. Okay. Um, IOA becomes a practical problem just in the design of the thing, and then you get into weird Universal Orlando's problem of they don't own all their IPs. Mm. You can't stick something in Marvel. Oh, interesting. Okay. Probably. I don't know that you can stick something in Seuss. It just becomes okay, impractical. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, okay. All right, yeah. Yeah, so uh, CityWalk, yeah, I mean, CityWalk, it's a great way to get the, get those extra funds without having to force people to buy a ticket to the right. park. So, I mean. And people can experience Mardi Gras without having to go into the park. And it could be a, quote, unquote, taste of Mardi Gras mm-hmm. to get people, entice them to buy a ticket to go right. in and view the whole So, event. imagine if the Epcot Food Festival, I know Walt Disney World is much larger. But imagine if the Epcot Food Festival spilled out to the Beach Club. Yes. Or Disney Springs, which would be completely impractical, but just go with me. Or Mickey's Not So Scary into the TTA. Or TTC. Yes. <laughs> TTA, wow. Yeah, TTC, yeah. That'd that's, be a, that's a fair incredible. analogy. Yeah, that'd be awesome. But that's what Universal Experiment because those of you unfamiliar with how Universal Orlando is laid out, until Epic Universe opens, um, it's a very compact area. Yeah. I haven't broken it down lately, but... Visualize all the space the Animal Kingdom takes up, including the backstage area and the animals. That's probably the land that Universal Orlando owns. Well, yeah, Completely. Animal Kingdom, unfair. That's a huge. I mean, I well, think that's like the largest. I just part was trying to get area. some frame of reference. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I don't know. I don't think people realize how big that land really is because right. they don't see all the backstage area. But yeah, that's that's a lot of land. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there you go. Yeah. Uh, Mardi Gras, well, I mean, I know personally for you, it's your favorite. It's my absolute favorite season at Universal Orlando. Yes, over HHN. So that's... It's uh, not even close. Wow, not even close. Nope. And I guess we'll, as we go, you will, mm-hmm. uh, your opinions will uh, surface as to why that is. Or if you'd like, if you shameless plug number one, mark this down. Or <laughs> if you'd like to find out some of the many reasons to attend Mardi Gras, that are often overlooking, go to Traction Magazine and look up reasons to attend Mardi Gras this year. Uh, are there three by chance? There are five. <gasps> oh. Food, we use three. Other stuff, I use five. Wow. Okay. Well, I'm sure those five reasons will appear in this podcast. I'm pretty uh, confident. Podcast. Yes. All right. So I have no notes for this. So I'm going to let you drive. But uh, I was there. So you've been there since it's opened. I mean, we're recording this on Tuesday, February 7th. Mm-hmm. It started on Saturday, February, what is that, math? Fourth. Fourth. So you were there for the fourth. You were there for the fifth. I showed up on the fifth. We spent some time together. We shot a video, which is not out yet. Um, it will be out shortly. It may be out. I mean, I'm not sure. I have a lot of videos and a lot of podcasts I got to edit. So uh, I'm not sure what the what the priority is going to be. So at, at some point, that video will be out uh, along with uh, John being in it. So that will be fantastic. As well as this podcast, obviously. You're listening to it now, so it's obviously out. So uh, I showed up on Sunday and sampled um, 
a good bit of food. I guess we'll start with the sampler card because mm-hmm. that's something that maybe people don't know about. And it would really be a crime if you went to this event and didn't know about it because there is definitely savings there. Right. Well, you're inadvertently, because you're applying the terms from other parks, calling it a sampler card is probably not fair. Uh, did I call it a sampler or you savings? Call, you called it a sampler card. Oh, boy. Just because that'll confuse people as we go along. That is 100% because, true, yes. It um, is a uh, food and beverage In the card. past, we go back two years in the past, and I've written a lot about this on Pirates and Princess. Two years in the past, Universal Orlando, like many of the other area theme parks besides Walt Disney World, had a sampler lanyard that you could purchase, and you'd get so many samples from the Mardi Gras tents. Yeah. Um, last year, they switched to a different plan in which you can purchase a food and beverage card, a Mardi Gras food and beverage card. It can only be purchased during Mardi Gras, but it never expires. And if, for instance, you're an annual pass holder, you get $150 worth of credit for any food and beverage anywhere inside CityWalk, Islands of Adventure, or Universal Studios Florida that is owned by Universal Lando. So there's very, very little that's not owned by Universal Lando. You cannot use it at the hotels. Um, and you can only use it for food and beverage, but you can use it for alcohol. So just so that you're aware of that. Hello. Um, you can purchase it. You get $150 food credit for $120. And then if you're an annual pass holder, you can then add whatever your applicable discount is on top of that 10 or 15%. Minus alcohol. Yes. Yeah. Sorry. You don't get that discount on the alcohol. Yeah. Or you can purchase a $75 credit for $65. Yes. Uh, obviously, that's not a better deal, but if you're not an annual pass holder or you don't visit Universal Orlando, Orlando that much, it's not a big deal. But these cards never expire. Let me, let me repeat that one more time just so we're all clear. Never expire. Yes. Um, I use them. I will not tell you how many we purchased for business purposes, <laughs> but I use them for lots of trips, and we fi- finally burned through all of them after HHN. Wow. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, it's a great deal because you save $30 on the okay, the AP card, right? So right. you save $30, then you go buy something, you get your annual pass discount, and you use the card. And the card you can use for gratuity too. So if you buy an alcoholic That's beverage, correct. although you don't get the discount, you can still apply the tip mm-hmm. to the card. Yes. So it doesn't matter what you spent. And like you said, Universal City Walk. So even if you don't want to go to... Um, Mardi Gras. You can use it at Tucson. You can use it at Vivo. You can use it at Big Fire. Uh, You can can use it at Voodoo Donut. You can use it at Burger Sushi Place. Right. Any place. Basically anywhere. Like like what food and beverage place at, like I guess Burger King you couldn't. Uh, You can't use it at the food court. The Whopper Bar. And I I have heard, though I have conflicting reports, I've heard you can't use it at Hard Rock Cafe and Bubba Gump's. All right, so those are two table service. So basically, a quick service, you probably can't use it. But most of well, the table service... You can use it at um, Breadbox and Hot Dog Hall of Fame. What about Voodoo? Well, I mentioned Voodoo already, but you were busy going through your role. But yes, you can use it at Voodoo. <laughs> See, that's the key. So, well, imagine. Do you know how long it will take to use that card at Voodoo? No, because I buy the casket. How much is that? Because that's 100 bucks, um, right? The casket would be about would be less than 100 It'd be close. See that? That's what we're doing, John. Well, then you go buy the casket, we're gonna, then apparently We're going to buy the it. card, yes, in one setting, for HHN. You're going to okay. eat the entire casket, then do HHN. In the 110-degree weather, <laughs> you no, will no, die. No. I'm sorry, for those of you scoring you at home, it will, will die. not be 110-degree weather. It will be raining. 
Because it's HHN. <laughs> I, I, I argue it will be hot still. <laughs> It'll be 90. Okay. <laughs> okay, granted. So, yeah. Mardi Gras has, in previous years, Mardi Gras was a very minor food event. Yes. Um, in recent times, it has become a huge food event, which has moved it way up on my food scale. And in evaluating and editing blogs for the Epcot Food Festival, from attending the Seven Seas Food Festival at SeaWorld, and obviously being at Mardi Gras, not having broken it down yet, the best value on festival food is Universal Orlando this year. I can't argue that. I mean, if you look at the price point for Busch Gardens, Tampa, and SeaWorld, they're out of control. I mean, we'll have an episode of uh, SeaWorld Seven Seas, and I mean, they're definitely driven to force you to buy the sampler card because right. otherwise I, I there's this I, I can't I don't understand people paying thirteen dollars for you know a quarter slice of a quarter piece of a corn in the cob or yep. something ridiculous. So this though you cannot you can go with cash and not get ripped off. Feel like you're getting ripped off. Like the the, the SeaWorld Entertainment they forced you to buy the card. They force you into X amount of samples because they're just they, they price you to the the price points f- to buy them individually are well, out of control. I would phrase this differently using my standard food blogging diplomacy as the moderate person I am. Yes. Okay. Tell me. If how you, you go to Epcot's food festival, say you have fifty dollars budgeted. Yep. You can go to Epcot's food festival. Good food, but you can still be hungry after spending fifty dollars. Yes. Yeah. You go to SeaWorld and spend fifty dollars. Well, see, that's the problem with SeaWorld is. They're going to force you to spend 80 or right. Well, just, just go with me. Yep. You've budgeted 50. You either are going to be really hungry or you had paid for food that wasn't very good. And you're, you know, you're going to be hungry. At yeah. Universal Orlando, you can spend $50 and not be hungry anymore. Yeah. I know that's a low bar. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but I'm just trying to be realistic because I know from feedback from a lot of people who read my food blogs is I appreciate this food is really good. And I really, they appreciate when I write about Topolino's or the Palm, or someplace like that. Yeah. But they're also like, I can't spend $50 for a meal every day. Yep. Like, okay, well, then Universal Orlando is the option for you. Yeah, Universal Orlando is, I mean, I mean, Disney, too. I mean, Disney, you're not, I mean, what, you have no real, I mean, you got the, no, you have no discount at Disney. No, you have none. Yeah, you have nothing. So there's nothing you can do. You can't buy a card. Mm-hmm. You can't buy a sampler. It, the price is what it is. You buy it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Universal, if you want to go in and buy a couple samples and not commit to a full day of food, it's perfect because it's priced at a it's priced quote unquote theme park reasonable. Where you there's a few large exceptions that we well can break there's down if we yeah want to. and we'll yeah. probably get to that but for the most part it, it's it's reasonable right you could buy one two samples and feel like you're not getting ripped off where SeaWorld and Busch Gardens Tampa they're not priced that way at all they're priced that if you try to go up and buy a piece of food, if you want to buy one or two pieces of food, you're out of luck because you're spending ridiculous amount of money for those one or two pieces for the most part. Now, you get their sampler, everything falls in line. However, now you're committed to 10, 15 samples. So you're committed to a full day of uh, sampling food. So it's, it's tough. I, I think... More the more versatile is Universal, which I mean I guess with tickets and reservation, I mean everything. Universal always ends up more versatile than uh, the other parks, I suppose. But 
uh, not to tout Universal too much, but uh, yeah, uh, very ver- versatile. So if you go to the event, I mean, there's no real downside unless you're only buying one or two items to purchase the card. Especially if you, I mean, the fact that the card doesn't expire, that means next year you come or the year after, or you go to a, you know, toothsome, you know, you don't have to use it for the event. So Mm -hmm. there's really no downside of getting it unless this is your once in a lifetime trip and you're only planning on buying a couple items the entire time you're on site, I guess. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's real easy to blow through 65 or $75, especially if you sit at a table service restaurant, you know? Mm -hmm. And if you're lucky enough to be an uh, annual pass holder, you know, that's a decent savings. Have you figured out the percentage? Last year when we wrote this up for Pirates and Princesses, it's approximately, if you're an annual pass holder with Premier Annual Pass, it's approximately you save 30.9% or something like that. Okay, so almost 31% with the additional initial card and the AP discount. Right, and then uh, the preferred... It was in the 20s, but it was still really high. Yeah, so that's really good. Now, of course, that does not hold true with alcohol. Right, I've, but I calculated this only for food. Yes, and the only way you're getting discounts on alcohol at Universal or Disney, now, SeaWorld's not the same. SeaWorld's AP does give you a discount on alcohol, but Universal and Disney, they never discount alcohol. The only way you can get that is if you buy this card for a cheaper price than use the card to purchase your alcohol then you do get a saving. So that can be said there too. So if you're looking to go to HHN later this year and you're going to, you know, drink and have fun and do all that stuff, you know, maybe getting a, uh, a card at Mardi Gras might be a way to go. Just buy it and hold on to it and wait. It's just interesting. It's only available at Mardi Gras. I mean, the card is so versatile. They could, I mean, but if they sell it all the time, then what's the, yeah, what's the point, right? So yeah, it, the card is available until the end of the event. So the very last day of the event, you could buy up, and I, there's no limitation, right? You can buy as many as you want. Mm-hmm. So and they don't expire, and yeah, you can always use them. So there's really no reason not to. Uh, I mean, if you have the funds and you're planning on eating at Universal throughout the next couple of years, uh, I mean, if you can do it, it def- it's definitely going to save you money for sure. But enough about the savings you get at Universal. Let's talk about some of the food. And the parade. Let's start, let's start with the food because I feel okay. like there's a lot of food and there's a lot of controversy, <laughs> at least between you and I, about uh, at least one of the food items that I think is probably the best thing they have. And uh, you just you don't think so. Let's just start there. And that is the what is it? The um, Do you want to open with the Ube ice cream Ube sesame waffle cone? Ice cream sesame waffle cone. The best item they sell at the at the event. Okay, spoken by the man who's had maybe five things. Uh yeah, that's probably true. <laughs> but this was so good, I can't imagine anything tasting better. Speaking to the man who's who's looking at what tastes better already. On okay, the, well, on his own blog. Oh, yes, yes. yes. This is Pirates and Princesses or Yes. A, okay. I'm going through when I went when the menus boards came out that article to make sure I got all the prices right for everybody. Oh, uh, perfect. There's a lot. So let's start with the Ube cuz last year it was a huge hit. It was a huge hit. It was freaking awesome. They make ube ice cream, and if you're Still not familiar with awesome. ube ice cream, I don't want to take 10 minutes to explain it on Tom's podcast. So this time I'm not shamelessly. I'm trying to help you. <laughs> Just go to Pirates and Princesses <laughs> and type in ube ice cream, and you'll see these things come up. Waffle cones. It's a sweet potato. It's it's well it's essentially calling it a sweet potato would be underselling but, it, but it, basically it's a they have turned this purple 
popular item that's really popular with Instagram photos right now. It's so good. And they turn it into ice cream. It's excellent. They use it for the toothsome shake for Mardi Gras. It's awesome. We were begging them to bring it back. I don't know that us begging them helped, but it didn't hurt. <laughs> and they brought it back. And I'm sure as the event goes on, they're going to get this thing under control. Yeah, it was opening weekend. So take opening that weekend, with... that Booba ice cream was freaking awesome last year. So this this disclaimer you're throwing out is not good. <laughs> Those of you wondering, they moved it to Sting Alley. Don't need to know where Sting Alley is, but it's it's a standard thing from the original Universal Studios Florida. And they put it in an area, and they can't crank out the waffle cones fast enough, so they're handing you a fresh-from-the-grill the waffle cone. Fresh. That's fresh. Key. That's key. Fresh waffle cone. It's not used. How do I or, say this nicely? <laughs> fresh. Um, you know when you make a waffle cone, it's warm? Okay, yes. And then they're putting ice cream in it. Uh, yeah. And then yeah. wondering why it's melting and making a mess all over the place. Now, to be fair... I had mine. Uh, yes, it was a warm waffle cone. Um, and yes, the Ube ice cream did melt. But for, I'd say, 98% of the ice cream did not leak out of the bottom of my um, container that it's held in. And I was successfully able to eat everything and then drink the remainder of the ice cream in a uh, liquid state, I would say. And it was glorious. It was delicious. I uh, So good. Now... There were our reports, which you have personally seen, John, that... Personally experienced. Personal experience where the Ube flowed freely like the uh, Nile River out of the bottom. And yeah. I will say, if that happened to mine, I would feel like I got gypped. I got ripped off. Like my ice cream was literally melting and just going onto the floor or ground. I would not be happy about that. That did not happen to me, so I cannot... I can only judge it based on how it was for me. And for me, it was glorious it tastes, oh my lord. Oh, just to clarify. The ice cream was the just. The ice cream is incredible. Fantastic. The ice cream is, dare, have, dare I say this on Tom's podcast, <laughs> the ube ice cream is, they should be serving it at Florin Fortescue's, and then you have <gasps> to decide between butterbeer and that. Wow. That's how good it is. Wow. Yes. But uh, if I it's agree. half melted before you eat, before you even get it in your hand, um, which mine was. Okay. And again, if it, if it stayed in the container, I would not be upset. Like mine, I did have a decent, like I'm, a, I'd say a little bit more than a mouthful, a full your, mouthful. Your success rate was far better than the other th two experiences. Yes. yes, which were before mine. So maybe, I don't know, maybe they, they are on in the process of tweaking it to the point where it's good. I don't know. But maybe. The, the taste, regardless, if it melts or not, the taste is phenomenal. So I would suggest if you have a souvenir cup, Put the container oh, in the souvenir cup so it leaks into that, so that way you don't lose anything. And this just, I mean, John, you'd have to say if you're advising someone who's going one time to get it or not to get it, even in the current state, would you advise against it? Uh, let me see as I look at this. Um, I would advise them to go to the Belgian tent <laughs> and get the Liege waffle berries and cream, which taste just as good, if not better, than the Ube ice cream. Is it Ube too? No, it's a Liege waffle berries and cream. Oh, and I there's also a Liege waffle s'mores. Uh, I'm not a big s'mores fan, but okay. Um, and it costs less, and it doesn't melt. All right, all right, there you go. Oh, However, yeah. if they do get their back, as has been noted in the in the review that I already wrote, yes, if they get their act together, I would expect that will appear in a top three article soon. Yes. So, so I'm hoping before this trip is over, they get their act together. 
all I can say is, uh, personally, for me, it's worth every penny. Go get it. Enjoy it. And, uh, oh, man, you will enjoy it. I promise you, you will enjoy it. If you don't enjoy it, call me, and I'll come over to the park, and I'll eat it for you. Uh, I won't give you any money or anything. I was going to say, you mean you'll be drinking it. I... <laughs> well, yeah, unless I happen to be in the park while you're there. You'll still be drinking it. Yeah. Oh, wow. Wow. Haters going to hate, going to hate, going to hate. All right. Uh, so that's that. Um, what? What? I guess I'll let you lead. What, what other food items, notable food items, I suppose, um, would you say there are for the event? And maybe some not so notable. Well, you had this one. You had the poutine with short rib gravy. Oh, man. At the man. Canada booth, which the Canada booth is a food truck, so let's not yes, sell this. But that was so good. Oh, that gravy with the fries and the poot. Oh, so good, so good, so good. Yeah. If you're not familiar with what Universal does well at Mardi Gras, you want to consider the jambalaya and the gumbo that's served in the New York area. Uh, jambalaya, I like that, but they did have a little, uh, was it a crawfish? Uh-huh. Uh, full crawfish that I'm not a fan of eating <laughs> things that look like the animal it is. Uh, so I threw it away. I didn't. So Tom's, I, a, Tom's a secret vegan. It's okay. Yeah, I, I, I was not a fan. And it seemed to only have one eye. So I don't know what damn I might have ate the other eye. I might have fell mm-hmm. off into my jambalaya. I'm not 100% certain. Uh, it was very um, disturbing. And I, I honestly couldn't. I did not know how to eat it. It was really amusing watching you. I'm not well versed in eating little. Um, eating crawfish. Crawfish. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, I threw it away. I did ask if you wanted it, though, and you said no. So. I'm not a fan of crawfish, the flavor at all. Yeah, I mean, I'd eat it if it was just meat, but the fact that it was a full crawfish in its glory <laughs> boiled. Didn't work for you? No. Obviously, you need to consider the beignets. They're, uh, not, they're not Scat Cat level beignets, but they also don't cost the same as Scat Cat level. I uh, did not try the beignets. Uh, I'm sure they're fantastic, but yeah. Uh, of course, there's the Twisted Tater. But I, oh, okay, I'm yeah. not a huge fan of Twisted Tater, but it's the same thing. Tater on a stick, yeah. Um, the fried green tomato po' boy, which is actually uh, was really good. Okay, yeah. I I saw that one. And it's vegan. And that's a key, really. That will be kind of high on the uh, on the vegan list when I get oh, to Oh, you know, point. another thing we should discuss, um, the souvenir uh, cups. You if, should discuss because only you purchased them. Well, they have two sizes. Mm-hmm. They have a 20 ounce, and I'm not sure what the other one is. Is it 12 or? I think it's 15. 15. Really? It looked like it was a lot smaller, but maybe not. So they have two souvenir glasses that if you buy, um, you can get refills. So cheap, quote unquote, cheaper refills, which range from 12 to, I don't know, I mean, 12 to $14, I guess. I'm not mm-hmm. really sure, depending on the, the liquid or <laughs> liquid, the alcohol you're putting into it. Um, it's a blinky cup, so, you know, it blinks at the bottom. Uh, but, you know, if you're going to go to the event and have multiple cocktails, it's a good idea. And if you're going to go for multiple days, it's a great idea because, you know, you're better served buying the refill and getting the refill price than to just buy out outright. I, I would think anyway. I'm not sure what the price point is without the No, you're cup. correct. You're doing the right thing. Yeah. I, I would think so, especially if you're buying probably more than two of them. Uh, I think you'd be better served to do that. Um, and... I mean, I was sharing mine, so definitely the 20 ounce was the way to go. I mean, they're, they're big, but, you know, a lot of drinks have ice. So, I mean, you're not going to get <laughs> – it's not like you're getting 20 ounces of liquor, so it's not that bad. And uh, I guess the I guess the one drink I would like spe- to specifically speak about, the maple drink in Canada was very maple-y. 
which I guess you would suspect. <laughs> so just just to clarify, um, your criticism of a drink from a Canada food booth. A lot of maple. It's too much maple. A lot of maple. If mm. you like maple, this is what you want. That is like complaining that I had John on the podcast and he was too sarcastic. <laughs> yeah, I'm really not sure where you're going with it. Yeah, no. So it was fine. It was good. Uh, most of the drinks, they weren't too sweet, I don't think. Uh, they, were, they were about right. But the, the winner for me was the, um, what was it? The the Bloody Mary. Bloody Mary. The, what was Bloody. it? There's two. The, oh, Wild and Mild. Wild and Mild. I got the Wild, which was the spicy. And this thing literally had a salad on it. It had olives and pickle and a celery stick. And what else? I mean, I don't even remember all the stuff on this. I mean, by the time I got done eating the stuff off the top of the of the Bloody Mary, I mean, I had a whole meal. I mean, mm-hmm. it, now it was a very healthy meal because it was all vegetables, but a meal, a bacon. It had cheese on there. It had cheese fun. and bacon. It had so much stuff. It was absolutely glorious. In the wild, I can't speak for the mild, but the wild had a nice spice to it. It was so good. Like, I will 100% go back and get the wild Bloody Mary. And the one thing about that is no one else that I'm with will drink it. <laughs> So it's all mine. So it's it's a win-win situation. So if you're a fan of spicy Bloody Marys, this is certainly a booth to go to and and uh, get because wow, was it phenomenal? Probably the best Bloody Mary I had. And it's not only a drink; it's a meal because yeah, there is a lot to devour on top of that thing. So oh man, so good. Oh, go ahead, John. I those are the, I think there's a noticeable drink. I mean, I got other drinks, and none of them really ring much of a bell other than that like nothing right. stands out mm-hmm. it's your standard drink so mm-hmm. or cocktail so while i'm in that room my brain um there's vegan churros this year oh okay which is a big deal for um vegans to have actual churros the sauce mm-hmm. is a little suspect oh okay but the churros are not bad they have that at the mexico booth which is near cafe la bamba what's the price point of those do you know um off the top of my head because i've passed that on my blog i want to say they were 749 do you find the vegan stuff slightly priced higher? Vegan stuff has been slightly okay. priced higher. Yeah, which you as, would as, suspect. As reflected by Cafe La Bamba. Yeah. Um, there's also um, there's quite a few vegan items this year. I was working on a blog, and I'm blanking on the name of the book. But there was about eight vegan items. I do not ever notice my voice switches to preacher indictment mode. <laughs> I, I dislike it when places say we can modify that item and make it vegan. Uh, oh, you mean you can take off three things and charge me for it the same price? Exactly. I hate that. Yes. Okay. Yes. So that's not really fair. That's a different conversation. That's me advocating for the vegans as you should never say that. But there were more vegan items this year, and there's several wonderful um, vegan advocates that have been looking out for them. Um, I'm noticing just doing this off the top of my head because I really haven't gotten to the what's best this year at Mardi Gras yet. But off the top of my head, I'm looking at the Spain booth, which once again is a food truck in the San Francisco area. They have a paella that's that's really pretty good with um, yellow rice, chorizo, squid, mussels, and shrimp. Actually, it was pretty good for $10. And a Spanish pocadillo, which is a sandwich. Uh, it has it has ham and goat cheese and parsley. and other, It's surprisingly good. Um, that I want to make sure I mention. I'm just kind of rolling through the menus right now. Hmm. Um, some of these are just not so great. Yeah, we had the arepa at um, oof, uh, was it that, the that was at Columbia booth. Columbia, mm, yeah. 
Not their best. Not far. good. They yeah. used to have really, really good arepas, and they changed them, and they're not good. Yeah, not their best. And far. at some point towards the end of this Mardi Gras event, they will be the worst items. I'm pretty confident <laughs> I know what the three of them are already. Oh. And the arepas make the cut. All right. Um, do I know what the other two would be? I've made reference to one of them a couple times today. You're not talking about my ice cream, right? Even if it no. doesn't change, you're not talking about my ice cream. Because no. that would anger me greatly. You've brought up your ice cream. I was the advocate for the ice cream last year. Big fan. Um, so what are the other two not the misses? One of them's pretty spicy. Oh, the eighteen dollar eighteen ninety nine eighteen. So nineteen dollar. Remember, dish. we advocated that Universal was was more cost effective. There's yeah. a couple items this year that that is a lie from the pits of hell. Um, <laughs> okay, so just so we're clear, um, because they snuck in some items and I cannot believe they stayed at this price because. The two I'm thinking of, I want to use the technical term, they suck. Well, okay, no, so. because of the price point, though. They suck because they're not good to start with. They wouldn't be good for $10. Okay, okay. And they're charging a ridiculous amount yes. of money. I gotcha. So what, what what's the 1899 one? I'd have to look it up. I believe it's crab and dumplings from the Indonesian booth. And you said that's super spicy. For a theme park, it is incredibly spicy. It was spicier than what weeks you experienced today at a restaurant. Wow. That, and what I experienced today at a restaurant was spicy. And make sure you go to the YouTube channel, Vacationers Podcast, where you will see me and John walking around Disney Springs uh, trying out the different uh, happy hours at Disney Springs. And that was one of the things we ate. So go check that out. It might not be out exactly when this comes out, but it'll be out sometime soon. So you should probably subscribe and ring the bell. That way you'll know when anything new is released. But there are a few, if you see something that seems really overpriced, I'd run away. But there are not that many of them. It's not like when we discuss SeaWorld at some point and we have a list of things that are just ridiculously overpriced. Yes, and when we, when we talk about them specifically, we can get into more detail about you know what I think they're trying to do. Oh, we know what they're trying to do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but so. uh, as far as Universal goes, uh, what else did I eat? I'm okay, so I'm, I just want to be clear. You're asking me what? to tell you what you ate. Uh, well, you were with me. When I've eaten 50 <laughs> items at Mardi Gras so far. But we were eating off of your recommendation, so it would probably be all your favorites. I doubt that, but let's say that that's true. Now, there is a crepe, which we did not eat, a specific crepe for the event. Uh, what is that? Because that is You're going to need to be more clear. Are you talking about the one in the park or the one outside oh, the park? Oh, my Lord. Yeah, we should probably discuss that, too, because that is a true crime. I'm talking about in the crepe cart, the normal okay. cart. For those of you familiar with Universal Studios Florida, the um, the Central Park crepes, which oh. opened, I believe, August 2020. So good. So Universal was opening stuff during the pandemic. This has become really popular with, I wouldn't call them authentic crepes, but they taste good. And they're Great decent, value. They're decent value. Basically disguise that area as a food booth. It's the France food tent. And they have some wines and some other beverages they're serving in France. But they created a muffaletta crepe, which we have not, I've not tried yet. Okay. Because the seasonal crepes, people tend to not care at at the Central Park crepe, so I haven't tried it. Yeah. But it's $12, and if that sounds like a lot, uh, if you've watched anything from Tom, uh, yeah, a $12 crepe, which is the highest price for a crepe there, will feed two people. 100%. Would you like to? Would are we talking about the crepe Suzette now? Yeah, unfortunately, yeah, the one out in City Walk, which is not a crepe. It's a 
two slices it is of a real crepe that's the problem oh it's, it's not. made like a crepe it's one tenth of the crepe you get inside the park i think one tenth i was comfortable with one eighth okay we'll go one eighth but it's it's very the it's a very small portion and about three quarters in, the price it's half the, I mean, it's, yeah, it's pretty close. Yeah. <laughs> it was not good. It was not good at all. It was. Even if it was fantastic for what, the, what the amount of food you got for that compared to the crepe you got inside the park at the regular stand. But remember the city walk is targeting ridiculous. people who aren't going in the park. They're just there. So I get that. <laughs> Valid, but it's, but it's still. a bad, it's a bad value and it's bad quality. The fact that they're selling those two items side by side. They should be ashamed. Well, side by side would be a stretch, but I know what you mean. And the, the, the same park's doing it. Right. Yeah. In fact, I should. Well, the problem is I'd have to buy the little one, which mm-hmm. I, I don't think I could ever do. I should buy both and put them side by side with their price, how much each cost. And you would be shocked at what you get because you're getting two little triangles of crepe dough with a, what, a slice of orange on it with some sauce. That's what the outside one is. And that's like seven bucks. Compared to the ten to twelve dollars you're getting inside a full crepe that can feed two, I mean it's it's not even close. Like it's they should be ashamed that they named them both crepes. <laughs> I mean somebody had to look at those two things and be like, okay, we can't do this. We got to call this something else. I mean, how can we justify this price point? I, it's just ridiculous. Um, is that how you feel about it? <laughs> I'm indifferent, really. Okay, <laughs> it's absurd. Yeah, it's it's a horrible product. Uh, yeah, so specifically, we got what did we get in the um, city walk? It had um, I an can't egg. say this correctly. It um, I think main. they called it yuckamine. Uh Yeah, yeah, yuckamine. I, I'm butchering that with the accent. Hundred percent, yeah. And you really, really enjoyed it. Okay, take he, this. He tweeted at me about how good it was while I was still in the park. Did, Eating food. Understand. Okay. I want you to understand the setting. It's City Walk, I don't know, like nine o'clock at night. And maybe, no, 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 not that late. Not that late. Like seven, eight. Mm-hmm. Sunset. We're along the the shore of, you know, where the canal is. You got City Walk all lit up. I've been in the park. I just saw a fantastic parade. I've been drinking. We're eating this thing. I got the greatest utensil ever created by man. In my hand, so that all the and what's the name of this utensil? <laughs> a chork. A chork. That's what it's called. And if you'd like to look Fantastic. it up from reviews from last year, a chork. And I'm sorry, this is an audio podcast, not a visual podcast, because I saved a chork for him. He brought me it a is, chork. It, it is cho- it's plastic, cheap plastic chopsticks with a fork on the end. <laughs> not since the edible straw have I been more impressed with a. Uh, "Quote unquote disposable or you know." And I have only seen these at Universal Orlando, and I've only seen them when they serve something that resembles ramen. It is the greatest thing ever. You got a fork on one end, and it breaks into chopsticks on the other. I'm sorry, but this thing, when I, if I ever open this, I will wash it and retain it. And I have chopsticks. I have reusable chopsticks in my drawer in the kitchen. But this is glorious. I'm only sorry you only brought me one, but you know what? That will be resolved because I will go back and grab more. Oh yes. You better believe it. Fantastic. Yeah, so I will say the dish was good. And uh, the person I was with enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. But it was mostly the environment, 
the time of night. It was it was a beautiful evening too. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was absolutely it was breathtaking. Like you couldn't be. It was just the greatest moment. Like <laughs> you know, end of a beautiful day. The weather was great. We're sitting there along the canal. It was wonderful. So yeah, maybe I overstated the the uh, enjoyment of the ramen because I do recall it, it was good, but the ramen itself wasn't as good as everything. Leading right. up to that, yeah. It, we suspected that they took the recipe from the Comic Strip Cafe from their ramen, modified it slightly, and created, poof, you have a dish. And we have chorks. Mm-hmm. That's really all you need. So, chorks, come on down. <laughs> That's all you need. I'm sorry, everyone. You can't see his enjoyment of the chork. <laughs> He's enjoying it a little too much. It's unnatural how much I enjoy the chork. But yep, I agree. It's the little things in life that uh, make me happy. And mm-hmm. that's a very little thing, but man, a chork. Forget about it. Oh, so good. Love it. Those of you wondering, chork is spelled C-H-O-R-K. Chopstick fork combination. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, there's that. Um, so you did, was there three booths out there? Three booths in City Walk. I know the one had that and um, some other, I think we got a drink with it, which was good. It was a solid drink. wasn't too sweet. So I really enjoyed that. The other booth had the um, crepes or mm-hmm. whatever you want to call those. I'm not sure else what it had with it and i don't know the third booth we just missed it or i don't know exactly where it was but what they did have oh uh, off the top of my head i could go look through the article again but off the top of my head uh, one of them had the cauliflower dirty rice okay see i would like that i, I like cauliflower vegan options yes yeah they're um, very good and then uh one of the other booths which scared me away because i've I'm sure I'm going to have to have it in the next couple of days. I'm hoping that maybe I'll have a media <laughs> invite and void this before I fly back on Saturday, fly back in three or four days. Um, there's octopus. Oh, okay. I really dislike octopus. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Uh, how How is it prepared? I don't know and haven't spent that much time researching it. If you want to stall, I can grab my article and read through it. But... Um, I'm scared only because the crawfish was like the whole body and everything. Mm-hmm. You know... Calamari is one thing, you know, where it's fried. And, right. But if it's an octopus and it has tentacles and you know all the garbage, yeah, I'm not digging that at all. Like no. But you got to be adventurous. This is international flavors of carnival. Again, if it were something, maybe if I was at a media event where it was freely offered to me, I would probably sample it. I, I don't know if I'd spend money to sample something that I'm unsure that I'd want to eat. I mean, I bought. The crawfish, and I did not eat it. Like it was just. Well, first of all, it's small, and I don't know. I don't know the proper procedure to open it up to eat it. Yeah, I, we're gonna we're gonna have you trained on that. Yeah, I just I can't imagine the effort. There's a lot of meat in that thing, and I, you know, like I said, I only had the one eye. You know, it was just freaking me out. <laughs> he has issues, everybody. I'm sorry. I don't know if it was winking at me or like it was daring me to eat him. I don't know what's going on. Ah, okay, hold on. Let's. <laughs> I threw him away. Yeah, it's a grilled octopus. It's marinated grilled octopus with tomato, oregano, and lemon rice herb. So it's grilled, which it doesn't say it's breaded. So yep. that I'm afraid of that. I'm afraid of what it would look like. And it's a problem. Yeah. So uh, yeah. Well, enjoy the octopus. Uh, follow. We'll have a follow up on that and <laughs> tell me what you thought of it. Uh, I'm not into that. Okay. Um, Just to poke the bear here, yeah. I, want, I want to say this right now. I forgot to mention that at the Mexico booth. And Universal Studios Florida, where you can purchase vegan churros, you can purchase a Baja shrimp ceviche tostadas, which I wouldn't recommend you do, or the tacos al pastor, which 
okay. You can also purchase elotes. <laughs> and these elotes are, I'll tell you the price in a second, you know, char-grilled corn, jalapeno mayo, ancho chili powder, cojita, I always say that wrong, keto cheese, and cilantro for $8. So what is it? It's a corn on the cob? Or it's not It's not on the cob? You, 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 you've seen pictures of this at SeaWorld. Elotes? I don't recall. Okay. When we get to this, when, when you listen, if you're a listener and we get to the SeaWorld episode, if I'm on the SeaWorld episode, I'm going to call him out for this. <laughs> I'm just putting this, registering this right this now. This isn't the, the corn, the cob, right? This isn't street corn. It's street corn. Oh, it is street corn. And yeah. it's $8. $8. Well, that's quite the price difference. Okay. Yes. All and right. for a larger. I didn't even see that. Where is that? I will definitely go I back. I believe this is proof that he doesn't listen. So if those of you also have been on the podcast, <laughs> Joanna and Ian, and he, you get accused of not listening, I just want you to know that he didn't listen to me. Um, just for the record. You said where it was? I said it was in Mexico. Yeah, Mexico, the booth. I heard mm-hmm. that. That's, uh, how do I know where that is? I believe earlier in this conversation we talked about the Mexico booth being near Cafe La Bamba because the vegan churros were there. Oh, I mean, you you asked me to connect dots after a day of uh, happy I'm hours. sorry. It's not my fault <laughs> you drank like 27 beers, okay? That's not my that's, fault. That's not accurate. I've that been the designated accurate. driver. When you're that. the designated driver, you get to decide how many beers. <laughs> <laughs> you're the counter. You don't uh, trust the person yeah, who no, didn't. I, I can guarantee you that is not accurate. I, had one I can guarantee each. that's not accurate either. Yes. However, he did drink more than he thinks he did, but that's uh, a different Maybe, but 27 is definitely uh, hyperbole. All right. For those who are scoring at home, 27 <laughs> is my go-to exaggerated number. Oh, perfect. All right. <laughs> But um, yeah, uh, I, I will definitely go back and try that then. For eight dollars, mm-hmm. it's a bigger piece. Eight dollars for four all your discounts. Oh, lovely! And my, you know, my card. So right. That's what now. I, mean. uh, I will say that there was two of us eating. Well, I mean, John, did you? No, you didn't really eat anything off of us, did we? Did you? Uh, no, I had already consumed like 30, 30 things the day before, and so ten before you got there. There was two of us, and we had uh, alcohol and food, and we spent. The afternoon there, well, afternoon and evening. So mm-hmm. we were there a good number of hours. I'd you say. stayed, for, you stayed for a parade. Parade, yeah. So huh. six or so, six hours plus. Mm-hmm. And we got the $150 card. And before we hit the City Walk booth, we had $40 on the card. Now we bought that one dish and a drink. So I'm thinking that's probably another $20 off. So I'm probably looking at about $20. So. I spent like 130 between 120 and 130 dollars for two people for two people uh, and all joking aside I know I've picked on you for alcohol consumption but we <laughs> planned it today <laughs> yes yeah um, so that's not really fair yeah did you two get four alcoholic beverages or three um, I wasn't with you the whole time I don't know we got one <sighs> waiting for the parade we got a beverage and something to eat which so I I'm, can't remember. I'm going to say for sake of this discussion, they got four theme park alcoholic beverages. 20 ounce. So assume if you bought those normally, you're plopping down 15 to $17 period. Probably, yeah. yeah. So figure that into the budget you just described. And that includes gratuities. So yes. Anytime I bought an alcoholic beverage, even if it was a poor, uh, you know, because, you know, our society deems that, if you buy alcohol, a gratuity should be attached. So uh, I did so uh, tip on those where, you know, I don't think <laughs> for most of those drinks, it was probably more difficult to prepare the give you the food than it was the alcohol. But for some reason, I don't know, you know, 
the gratuity is expected in the. It's a it's a syntax. Just deal with it. Yeah. <laughs> syntax. Just like a preacher called a syntax. I the politician came up with that term, not me. <laughs> Syntax. Wow. Oh man. All right. Uh, but um, okay. So, any other food or beverage items that you want to discuss? I feel like oh, the king cake. You should probably discuss the king cake, even though uh, you're not a big fan of it. It's a large king cake. Is a gigantic cinnamon huge roll. Cinnamon roll. Yeah. Uh, with good frosting and good flavor and ni- nice texture, and it's not tends not to be dry and it's large and. Comes you would in- not know it was a cinnamon roll by looking at it. It looks like a donut. Funny, it should come in the same exact box that the Donut King Big Pink comes in, too. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, spoiler for those of you in the magic thinking that Lard Lads makes Big Pinks, but um, <laughs> comes in the same box, and it's bigger than the Big Pink at Lard Lads. Yes, and this is, um, you you like I said, you would not know this and is And it costs more. It's uh, $14. The King Cake is $14. Oh, year, it is. Which is far more than it's been historically. Well, that is expensive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, yeah, there's a king cake, which is a signature item, I would say, mm-hmm. at this event. So it's a popular item because it's good. Yeah, and it's just it's a cinnamon roll. It's just it's surprising what it is because you would, like I said, you look at it, you would not know that it was cinnamon roll. Mm-hmm. Uh, does Voodoo have a Mardi Gras? We should talk about some specialty. Like um, you already mentioned, uh, toothsome. This proves he doesn't read my blog. Oh boy, he oh, walked right into this one. Oh, what, what was he saying? No, no, no. I, I already, I'm just, I'm setting you up. So. That's not true. <laughs> I yeah. Uh, so voodoo. Okay, I'll admit it. I don't know. I have no idea what, what voodoo donut they had. At voodoo donut, they had a Mardi Gras donut that comes out at the beginning of the season, and the Mardi Gras donut shockingly has is a cinnamon donut or a a cake donut with cinnamon inclusions. We'll call it making it like taste similar to a cinnamon roll king cake yeah and then on top it had some white frosting which voodoo's white frosting is pretty good pretty good okay and then it had three different colors of mardi gras colors that ironically match the same design as the king cake you can purchase inside the park suspicious however price was, point though it was much only cheaper. 250 wow but it is Granted, it's probably one fourth of the size. Oh, it's not even one fourth. Not even one fourth. Yeah, so it's much smaller. But I would argue less is more. <laughs> you um, don't need that size of portion. Yeah, let's put it this way: I the first Mardi Gras item I had was the Voodoo Donut. Ah, okay. And then you went over. Let's. Uh, this is a good segue. Then you went straight over to Toothsome's for their shake. We tried to go to Toothsome's. This is a theme of the day. <laughs> they did not have the chocolate piece ready for the Mardi Gras shake, so we did not get it then. Oh, yeah, because you want to complete. Yes, we want the complete thing. We don't want to take a photo of an incomplete, and I don't want to pay for something I'm not getting. Exactly. So let me ask you this. You have, like you said earlier, you have a couple days left before you uh, head back. Mm-hmm. Is that one of your um, Oh, we cleanup? had it. I had it later. Oh, you did have it later. Okay. And was it glorious? or? It had Ubi ice cream in it. What do you think? That's what I mean. I mean, I I, I may have to go try it. What, what's the like, – because they're, they're, they're shakes. If you've never been to Toothsome's, they're they're over oh, the top ones. They're, they're like they're crazy. They have cake and pieces of pie and stuff on top. So this has a Mardi Gras mask piece of chocolate on top of it. A mask piece of chocolate. Is it white chocolate by chance? Because if that was the case, I'd be all over this. No. Yeah. See. So it's just okay. So it's pretty. It's not crazy then. I compared to I their other. Defi- I mean, you're not getting a piece of key lime pie on top of it. Yeah. Yeah. It's nothing no. crazy, crazy. But what's the price point on it? Uh, we paid sixteen. Oof. What do you think a milkshake is at Tucson? Well, I mean, they have pieces, a key lime pie on it. 
I mean, you expect to pay a little bit more. This does not sound like it has a lot. Most milkshakes at Tucson are between are 16 to 18. Yeah, and that has like a whole dessert on top of the shake. But it doesn't have ube ice cream. <sighs> True. Is ube a hard commodity to get? I mean, I, I don't know. We only have it at Universal during Mardi Gras. Yeah, but that doesn't mean it's expensive. I'm sorry, those of you scoring at home, I believe if you were listening earlier to the banter where I tried to be respectful where he was defending the ube ice cream. Back in the day. Now, I am telling him he can get ube ice cream and, oh, no, it costs too much. That's all I'm saying. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying value-wise, it seems a little overpriced for what you're getting compared to others. Because your average consumer is not going to care that it's ube. It's ice cream. Ice cream versus ice cream. Your listeners are far more educated when I have that problem. Uh, That is a valid point. That is a valid point. You're few, but you're very educated. Thank yeah, you, guys. I have them every so often. Yeah, that's very good. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, what else do you have before we get to the parade? Any other food? Oh, or I beverage? want to hear about the parade because I did not watch the parade with Tom. I was there opening you did night not, yes. and shamelessly took photos of the parade and tried, and it's horrible to take photos of the parade because it's so dark. Um, <laughs> and then then return to a condo allegedly west of uh, Walt Disney World in Kissimmee, <laughs> and then proceeded to type pretty much all night yeah, to yeah, make sure yeah. to crank out a blog about the parade. I have stated in many places and been scoffed <laughs> that that the Mardi Gras parade is arguably the best nighttime parade in the Orlando area. I'm anxious to hear what the man who's wearing Mardi Gras beads has to I say got about the that. beads. Yeah, so we uh, got in line for, or we got, uh, we picked a spot uh, for the parade about, um, it's about 45 minutes before the parade actually started, and I set up my so I had two I had my phone with a gimbal and my GoPro. So I set the gim the the GoPro on the ground to record, which I haven't looked at any of the footage, so I I'm very curious to see what it looks like. And I had my phone in my hand. So the parade begins. Now there's a lady walking around uh when when the cast members or team members. And she's walk, she's walking around before the thing saying, hey, you know, uh, you know, you can't go past this line. Basically talking to the kids. No matter what happens, if any beads land outside of the rope, you cannot go after them. Leave them. Don't do not come out onto the ground. Also, there was a there was a rallying that once the final float went by, the the gator float went by, they're going to be moving the railing. So she's like, hey, you know, you got that. So <laughs> this is the, the, the beauty of it. She specifically came up to me and said, hey, we're going to be moving this rallying after the gator because I had my GoPro on the ground next to it. And she said, basically, just be careful because we're going to be moving the railing. We don't want to knock your GoPro over. I'm like, all right, cool. Thank you. So then the parade starts and she comes over and, you know, I'm standing up with my phone recording. So what does she do? She ducks down in front of me to avoid that right in front of my GoPro. <laughs> so the first part of the parade, she's basically hiding in front of my GoPro, and at a certain point, she turns around and sees it. She goes, oh, my Lord, I'm so sorry. <laughs> she moved. I said, it's not a problem because I'm recording. You know, I got my phone, and that's my main source of, you know, that's what I'm really recording. The the, the GoPro is basically secondary if I need any type of additional footage or whatever, you know. <laughs> but it was hilarious that she knew of it, and she knelt down right in front of it. Absolutely glorious. Uh, I will say ridiculous amount of floats. I don't know if it's more than last year or what, but it's a, if I felt like they just kept coming. It's always 12 floats for Mardi Gras Parade. It's a lot of floats. A lot of floats. They kept coming. and I, I So basically, I was right at the corner, like when they take that first turn to go down mm, San Francisco Street, New York Street, whatever that is. 
uh, I was right there. And, you know, of course, you get the volunteers throwing beads at you. Um, one set of beads hit me square in the face, even though I had my hand up and I was preventing anything from uh, hitting me. I unfortunately bent down at one point to pick up some beads that uh, that fell like in in front of me, mm-hmm. and coming back up, yeah, it, don't do that. It whacked me, just like it whacked me right in the head. It was amazing. Uh, I got a crap ton of beads. These are only half, or maybe even less, of the beads that I collected, and they're. I have what one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, maybe ten or. 12. The key is to get all ten colors. Oh, there's ten colors. I think. Uh, I may, uh, with the other beads that uh, we have. But, yeah, the floats were absolutely phenomenal. The volunteers, it seemed like there was less volunteers this year. Is, is you mean f- float riders? Yes. Um, they would always be the same because it's how many float riders you can fit on each float. Yeah, are, is there less? I felt like last year there was more people on the floats. There may have been more room on the six floats that were seasonal last year. Maybe. Sorry, helping Tom because I'm enjoying him rant about how wonderful the parade is oh. each year there are six floats you're three at the front and three at the end of their traditional floats. And the gator's always the last one gator's always last and they all coordinate to the traditional mardi gras from the kern studio which is makes the floats for the real mardi gras in new orleans and then there'll be six floats themed to whatever the theme is this year and i'm blanking on the mythical mythical cre- mythical realm of creatures or whatever it's about mythical there's, you know, dragons and fairies and woodlands and, and phoenixes and trust-spelling phoenixes, by the way. Um, <laughs> and so all those kind of creatures and they and serpents and things. And so they each have a float. Yes. Yeah, and they're, uh, you know, the floats were, you know, it's like the electrical parade, but better. Because it's, you know, it's not old floats. These are new floats. They have fire and smoke and, you know. Different confetti. effects, confetti. Oh yeah, some of them shoot confetti, and they're fantastic and they're big. And they have the volunteers. You know, if if you're, what is it? If you're anyone, any park person can. Uh-huh. Get, if you reserve and you get a spot, you can go on and throw beads out at people, or at the the people watching the parade. Uh, I like the way you say throw at them. They're given specific <laughs> instructions not to throw at people, but to throw towards people. Oh, okay. Well, there's I mean, an entire float rider spiel. I've been the floats. I've never a billion times. One day I will ride them and uh, get that spiel. But until then, uh, yeah, there's people throwing at beads. Uh, the, the funny one uh, when we take when you took the corner, there's a cop that's sitting on the uh-huh. corner and people <laughs> throw the beads. like nowhere near the people, but near the cop. And like I don't know if they're trying to put the beads around the cop's head or what. <laughs> it's about a half dozen times that, like a beads mm-hmm. beads fell near his feet. <laughs> Oh, that's hilarious. Oh, too funny. But, yeah, I mean, then they had the stilt walkers and different people dressed up as different, like, dragons and Mm -hmm. um, fairies and uh, I'm not sure what else. I can't remember all of them also. Um, However, you also remember that at at Universal Orlando, the performers come out well before the parade to rile up the crowd and do all this stuff. They interact with them. They play games with them. Yep. They get some experience, and so it's a big thing that Universal always does. And they, you know, they start with the police. They come out, and then you know the, all the floats come out, and the people in between. It's really, really, it's a, it's a marvelous parade. It's a beautiful dusk night. I'm sorry, parade. it's a marvelous nighttime parade. It is a marvel. It's the best nighttime parade currently in Orlando. <laughs> That's not a high compliment. <laughs> I will say um, 
for those of you scoring at home, <laughs> I have said and stated on this podcast yes. that the best nighttime Orlando parade, parade in Orlando, uh, the best parade in Orlando is the Mardi Gras parade. More I, so than Mickey's Not So Scary, than Mickey's Very Merry. Yes. Uh, that's that's quite the statement. Quite yes. the statement. And then quite if it statement. becomes a tiebreaker... One is included with your daytime admission, and one yeah. they charge you 150 bucks. That is true, but that should not. Um, 150 should not, bucks should not affect it. That should not matter. It's the quality. So I got to spend 600 dollars to get my family of four in there. And it shouldn't matter. The quality of the parade itself, regardless of how you. Uh, I I still you, prefer the Mardi Gras parade. I think the Mardi Gras parade is fantastic. 100. percent It's the closest Universal gets to comparing to Disney as far as not, like. Like obviously fireworks, they can never compare because no, they I think don't have fair. the clearance. Their water, their lagoon show is fine, but again, it does not compare to anything Disney. Yeah, because they're in the city stuff. and they have yeah. way tight restrictions, they can't do it. So this is the closest they can get as to like a nighttime entertainment, whether it be a show or fireworks or projection mapping or whatever it is. This is the closest they come, and I say they do a very good job at it. And it's just just a shame that. It's only a quarter of the year that they can provide it. Totally valid. Yeah. Um, I do want to make one disclaimer, and maybe this is a worldview issue, but it's always been my thought about Mardi Gras. If you're used to Disney parades, yeah, the performers will be wearing male and female less clothes. This year they had more clothes on than normal. Yes. So just to clarify, we're not saying that, but I just want... If you're used to, and you have chosen, which is a perfectly valid choice to protect your young children from any of these circumstances, any peaks, seeing yes. someone that limited. And I totally understand why Mardi Gras might not be the best parade for you. I mean, it's perfectly, I mean, I wouldn't have a problem with most kids. I, it's just something that Disney, Disney, I'm picking on Disney fans unfairly, but I'm, I hear this all the time. Disney fans come over, watch for walking parade there. And then they come to Mardi Gras and they don't realize it's Mardi Gras. It's time to let the good times roll. Although, like you said, I think they're more clothed this year. Yeah, they are. I, I don't feel like there was one single person. Last year with the space people who I yes. don't. Those space people have no clothes on. I'm not sure how they were in space. Yeah. Space must be really, really warm because they had no Very clothes. Hot. Yeah. Yeah. This year, I would dare I say even the most um, strict families, I don't know how much they'd object because there's some shirtless dudes and the uh, women – they weren't really. I mean, you go to a beach, you're going to see a For lot Mardi more Gras, yeah. naked. People. I know I've sidetracked this here based on yeah. my worldview, but it's something I hear constantly. Yeah, I, I don't feel like that's. And, and the one thing you have to worry about, we don't have to worry about, and you know, sometimes I think it's probably a plus, the way the beads get distributed, <laughs> you know, in Louisiana is not the case here. There is nobody flashing or you know doing anything like that. So. Uh, Take that for what it is, whether that's a good or bad thing. Who knows? But So you really enjoyed the Mardi Gras parade? I thought so it was me, fantastic. Me ranting about it was not inappropriate. I thought it was a fantastic parade. I really enjoyed it. I will most certainly see it at least one more time before it, its run comes to an end, which I believe is April 16th. April 16th. Is that like tax day? That's real close to tax day, isn't I it? I think technically tax day this year is the 18th. I'm not sure. 18th. But. So, yeah, whatever that is. So, yeah, uh, yeah. So there you go. Uh, yeah. Oh, man. It, the event itself, I think, is a premier event that Universal holds. There's no question, right? There, it's, well, I mean, it's their only real food event that they do. 
Well, they don't have a summer event, right? They don't do anything for summer. They have they have done a few small summer things, and so they have not done any summer large events up to this point. Ah, oh, John, there's a twinkle in your eye. Up to this point, no major summer blockbuster things has been done at Universal. Or I Lambert. will have to. Here, let me. Uh, here, everybody, just hold on a second. I click. No. John, I stopped recording. So uh, tell me what you know. I'm I, not recording at the moment. Okay. I, with all due respect, <laughs> this is the beauty of oh, he's not buying telling it. someone who's a pastor. Sorry, he's not buying um, it. <laughs> abort, abort. Um, <laughs> no. I think they're missing, yeah, they're missing a mark by not having something, especially food related. So hopefully there will be something to they, come. They have experimented with the food in the summer and it's not gone as well. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's hot. I, I right. get that. But still, you could have a night, a parade at night in summer, get people to stay. That would help with the food, mm. maybe the liquor. Mm. <laughs> I'm just saying. Mm. Uh huh. Interesting. Huh? Okay. Mm. okay. Let me try this again. Okay. Mm. Click. All right, John, the podcast off. Talk to me. What's going on in the summer? Hmm? What's going on in the summer? I uh, can't discuss that. I'm sorry. No, no, it's off. It's cool. I, I can't discuss <laughs> that even with you. Oh, oh, you mean even in the privacy of my house, you can't discuss it? Correct. Wow. Sorry, you just spoiled where we are. Wow. Well, I'm turning it. I'm, you know, I'm turning the podcast back on. Okay, good. Click. All right. Well, that didn't work. Oh, geez. All right. I'll let you guys know if I, if I get anything from him. I'll let you know. But I won't say anything. Well, he's probably, he's the only one that listens. Right, exactly. <laughs> Sorry, people. But I, I don't do listen to the podcast I'm on. Oh, you don't? No. Oh, interesting. Okay. I hmm. was already there. That's true. But I could have edited you in different ways. You wouldn't be the first. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Well, there you go. Uh, okay. Um, Is there anything else you want to discuss about the event? I'm just thinking if we're forgetting You haven't mentioned major. the concerts. Oh, yeah. I totally blanked on the concerts. Yeah, so is there's a concert series associated with it. Uh, are they usually Saturdays, Friday, Saturdays? Or? They're on the weekends. This year weekend. there's eight of them. There's which eight. Is a very, very, very low amount of concerts for Mardi Gras. And I'll be honest. Now, I'm an old man, so take this for what it's worth. But, you know, of the bands that are coming to perform, of the eight, I think maybe I knew two or three at, at, at most, I knew like three of the bands, none of which I personally were inter- am interested at all in seeing. So, a kind of disappointment in the band lineup this year, as far as I'm concerned. I feel like last year they had a much better concert series. I think they had did they have Flow? No, no, that was SeaWorld. They had someone, right? They had they, had, they, had, they had, in that world. You're probably thinking LL Cool J. Maybe. Um, I think they had at least. Two that I sh- that I wanted to see. Now, I didn't see, but I, I was like, you know what? I would like to see this band. This year, none of that. You didn't like, want to see Diana Ross? No. Although, what does she sing? What's up? There's a couple songs she sings that I'd probably. See, I just feel like there would be a lot of a lot of senior citizens in that. <laughs> mm, there wasn't. Uh, well, I mean, other than you. <laughs> I wasn't there. I was editing somebody else's vlog. Oh, all right. Well, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anything else? Yeah, the concerts. Yeah, there's nothing more to be said about that, I guess. But I will say this, and I'm surprised you haven't said it yet. They are free with admission. I did. I snuck it in on the parade. Uh, okay, it's on the parade. Oh, okay, yeah. So the parade, the um, the the concerts, all free with admission. So that everything is, is everything we've discussed. 
is good with your admission. Obviously, you got to pay for food, but ever, all the benefits. We haven't discussed the tribute store. Oh yeah, so merchandise. Mm-hmm. If you like to the merchandise, they have a whole store associated with uh, Mardi Gras that you can go check we out. We haven't discussed that some of the calling them stage shows is generous, but like the Beat Builders do a Mardi Gras version. Um, Scooby and Shaggy come out in Mardi Gras clothes. Ooh, I will sort of. definitely check that out. Um, you know, they do some things for Mardi Gras. Yeah, no, it's certainly uh, it's a good time. It, it, they definitely are really. Go, moving forward, like making this their premiere event. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm excited to see what's to come because, uh, you know, what's there's nothing stopping them. And I'm sure it's just making money. I'll be, cu- I'll be curious to see if they Sorry, expand I, it more. I need to do this now. You mean nothing can stop them now? <laughs> oh, no. They, exactly. Ah, oh, dang it. You do see? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> All right, well, that's a long cricket sound. Right, that's a stop. way long cricket. Yeah, that sound. was a lot of crickets. Wow. Nothing can stop them now. Huh? Yeah, wow. Okay. Okay. Um, you need was, to Mickey and Minnie Railway. Is there anything else you like to discuss about Mardi Gras International Flavors of Carnival 2023? That I still haven't had all the food yet. You still haven't. You've been there two full days. Well, no, that's not true. I've been there a day and a half. Day and a half. And yeah, there's a lot of food. And you've literally watched me sit at a table and. Just for the next day and just literally type. Yes, yes, that, that is true. So uh, hopefully you'll be able to wrap that up, get all the food done, and we can get a... Uh, well, I, getting all the food done is almost impossible because I'm not going to do every food at every table service restaurant and uh, all the food at the resorts also. Yeah, that's, that's a valid point, yeah. All right, well, we look forward to more articles from you where you can go to Pastor <laughs> John Self on Twitter. Uh, PiratesandPrincesses.net, Attractions Magazine. Anything else you'd like to plug? I'm sure there's plenty that I would like to plug, but um, I'll just keep it there for now. I will say, uh, based on what we recorded today, Occasionist Podcast, you <laughs> yes, exactly, <laughs> you appear uh, quite a bit, and this podcast. Uh, vacation State Park some more because uh, so, I still... So warn Joanna because you know I'm slipping, so I don't. Yes, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, I think. We got SeaWorld media event that we went to. Uh, you invited me along with you, so that was fantastic. We have Kevin Murphy. Uh, he's We're going to have a follow-up with him, hopefully, uh, talking about his trip that he made last year, a week before Thanksgiving, if I'm not mistaken. So that will be exciting. So that's at least two more episodes you get to have with John Self. So how glorious is that? So let me put a fork or a <laughs> chork in this one. <laughs> nice job. Thank you. And thanks to my panel for joining me in a Toby stream again. If you haven't had the opportunity to use a chork in your lifetime, then you need to come to Universal Orlando and get yourself a chork. It is glorious. And keep making memories. As always, eat like you mean it. Thanks for listening to the Vacationeers Theme Parks and More podcast. The show can be found on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. Please subscribe and give us a review if you like the show. Visit our website at www.vacationearspodcast.com. For additional content, subscribe on YouTube and Twitter at Vacationeers Podcast. Please like our Facebook page, Vacationeers Theme Parks and More Podcast. Send questions, comments, or if you'd like to be on a future episode to discuss planning or reviewing of a vacation, please email the show at vacationearspodcast at gmail.com. This has been a Vacationeers Theme Parks and More production. For Vacationeers, theme parks, and more, I'm someone who knows Neil Patrick Harris.
peace out, suckers.